0: The Major League University Developmental Podcast, educating and equipping athletes to the mental side of the game. Are you ready to gain the competitive edge today? What is up, everybody? Welcome to the Major League University Developmental Podcast. I'm your host, Austin Byler, and today, a very special guest, former Major League Baseball player Todd Stodemeyer, played for multiple teams in the big leagues, three-time World Series champ. Over 15 years in the big leagues, was drafted three times, twice in the first round, which we'll get to a little bit later, which is a pretty incredible feat, not only just to be drafted once, but three times in your career, two of those times being in the first round. Over 130 career MLB wins, and that's not all he does, guys. He's a global entrepreneur, Um, over five stores of Koi Pokey. I love Pokey as well, so I'm excited to check out that place down in Arizona at some point in my career. And then a keynote speaker, helping a lot of people, businesses, athletes, people in general, succeed in their life, to build a system to sustain their life and to really maximize their life uh, day in and day out. So Todd, man, welcome on the show, man.
1: Awesome. I certainly uh, appreciate it. I'm grateful. I'm humbled. I'm honored and uh, great to join you today.
0: Awesome, man. Well, cool. Let's get into it, man. I know, just kind of researching you a little bit on my end, I've played Uh, back in Arizona for a while from Arizona, uh, born and raised, so we actually had season tickets back when you were with the D-backs, which was pretty cool just to kind of see you go through that process and uh, witness some of those teams that came through Arizona for a while, man, but uh, definitely always looked up to a lot of you guys and and admired kind of what you did on a day-in and day-out basis, but researching your story, I know your pops played in the big leagues for a while, uh, kind of almost living in the footsteps and the shadows of that for some of your career, and I mean, to get drafted three different times. Take us through your story kind of from that aspect at a young age, going through the big leagues and how that kind of shaped you to to today.
1: Well, you know, what's, what's pretty crazy really is when I look back, especially over my childhood, you know, um, and growing up in the shadow of a guy that was a legend in New York city, who pitched for the New York Yankees. Um, My father, Mel Stottlemeyer, three-time 20 game winner, five-time all-star, five-time world champion, And, you know, but what was awesome was that um, is, you know, when I when I talk a lot about those times, I talk about uh, the playground that my brothers and I had. And that was a majestic Majestic place place called Yankee Stadium. And when I just look back on those times, you know, uh, mid to late 60s, early 70s, um, pretty crazy that I stood in the outfield grass during Yankee batting practice next to a guy by the name of Mickey Mantle. And, uh, you know, my dad had some extraordinary teammates, uh, Yogi Bear being his first manager, um, lots of Hall of Famers. And it was kind of like going to school. It was like going to champion school. You know, these are guys that were, you know, future Hall of Famers at the time during their playing career. They were future Hall of Famers. I mean, they were at the top of their games. I mean, when you think of Mantle and Maris and Whitey Ford and Thurman Munson, Bobby Mercer, and then, you know, of course, the late Yogi Bear. I mean, it's just crazy that I got the chance to grow up in that environment. Um, growing up in that environment, you know, the dream was, was alive. It was all about following in my father's footsteps. We loved the game of baseball as a kid. And, uh, you know, we pursued it. We pursued that goal and that dream passionately. And, and uh, you know, out of high school to be drafted by the Yankees in the fifth round. Uh, was was tough, and it was tough because, um, you know, my father pitched for the Yankees. I grew up at Yankee Stadium, and now here the New York Yankees were saying, hey, we want you to be a Yankee. So it was extremely difficult to say no, to pass, to go on to school, Um, and and then to be drafted uh, by the Cardinals, like you said, in the first round, and then by the Toronto Blue Jays in the first round. Uh, You know, it's humbling, and, uh, you know, every little kid that, you know, plays that – puts that Little League uniform on, dreams of someday, uh, you know, of having that life. And not only did I get to live that life as a child with my father, but then I got to live that life as an adult. So I'm humbled. I love the game of baseball. It's been great to our family. Uh, there were so many life learning lessons along the way that really parallel life in the game of baseball uh, collectively, especially as I've entered into the business world. I see uh, so many of my life lessons... And so many things I went through on the baseball field that you then, in turn, I found that I've had to go through and, and, and go through a lot of those things in the business world. So uh, I would say that my baseball career prepared me for my business world and my business career. I'm grateful for them both. I'm happy to be here. I'm humbled that I get an opportunity to kind of, you know, speak around the globe and and hang out in corporate America, talking to CEOs about raising their standards, raising their game. And, and you know, I, I, through all of this and, and through growing up with my father, um, who was one of those guys that, you know, he just, he never pushed the game or sports on us. Uh, we were always kind of tugging into his arm and, and saying, come on dad, let's go play ball. Um, but, you know, he embraced it and he always told us, you know, Hey, whatever you do, just be the best you can at it. Uh, I live by the question I ask myself every day, is this the best that I can do? And I apply that question to every aspect of my life. And when I ask myself great questions like that, I give myself traditionally great answers. And even though I fail on that question most of the time, uh, probably 90% of the time, it's what keeps me striving to just get better every single day. So Austin, I'm grateful to be here. Happy to plug in wherever you like to plug in.
0: Todd, man, I think that's incredible. I mean, your, your pops, obviously a, a, a New York legend, man. The Bronx Bombers grew up in in the big city, and I think just the biggest thing that sticks out to me is the life lessons that you can learn throughout the game of baseball. I mean, I had a very short career of three and a half years in the minor leagues, and I, compared to your career, it's it's very uh, very minute. But I think just Learning a lot of these lessons through baseball to set you up for the business world a lot of people don't understand that and then you get out into the business world and You realize that a lot of people haven't learned a lot of the lessons that you've learned along the way So what are some of these kind of life lessons that you've learned? What's some advice for anybody out there in their business or maybe a coach out there trying to maximize their athletes? Just what's some advice that you've learned throughout your long career, all of this failure? I think failure leads to so much growth in our life. And I love how you mm-hmm. say you, you haven't even achieved 90 percent of the time of what your standards are. I think that's awesome because you're setting high standards, you're achieving and searching for greatness. So kind of what are some of these life lessons, man, that, that you can kind of take us through?
1: You know, one one, you know, there's so many that, you know, that that we could, you know, kind of take that walk down the road and kick that can down the road and have this conversation, I'll tell you that visualizing yourself and seeing and having the ability mentally to see yourself succeed um, and to see yourself do extraordinary things is so powerful because at the end of the day, um, we only perform to the level of our our belief system. So one of the ways I always tell people, listen less to yourself, talk more to yourself. Because, you know, there's so many negative things that our brains are impacted by or so many influences or environments. And it's so easy to get down, especially when it gets tough. And by the way, every big goal, every big dream gets tough. And it was no different for me. Um, But, you know, along the way, I learned the power of seeing myself in my mind succeed at the highest level against some of the best major league players in the world. And, and, and by going through this process, what happens is you end up building your belief system so when it's actually time to face those great hitters, it was as if I'd already been there before. And I found this so very true in the business world because as an entrepreneur, guess what? Most entrepreneurs fail and they fail often. And, and it can get real lonely and, and one of the things is when you are failing, is one of the enemies that shows up is self-doubt. And this is when self-doubt shows up. And you see, these are the voices going on in your he- head telling you, you can't do it, try something different, you weren't built for this. And I say that those are all lies, those are excuses, and I believe in a system to take you through that. And, and self-talk and visualization, and I know, you know, when I when I get on this subject and when I kind of get on this rant and I start headed down that road, people start going, oh, blah, 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 you know, or they don't, or they get hung up on it, you know, and and and, and because they lack belief. But here's what I would tell you, it takes effort. You see, practicing visualization, that's a skill. It takes effort, it takes time in order to get good at it, because listen, you gotta visualize yourself becoming the best in the world. And by the way, <laughs> That's a difficult thing to overcome in your mind, to tell yourself you're the best in the world. I remember when I have to face Barry Bonds, Ricky Henderson, Jose Canseco, mark I mean, I can go on and on, Alan Trammels. I mean, the greats of the game, the Bondses, right, and and, and, and the Griffys and these people. Now I had to stand 60 feet, six inches away, and I had to tell myself I'm better than the guy at the plate. Look, in most cases, It's not real, but it's necessary in order to perform at the highest level. So it becomes practice. And and in that practice, what really strikes and what jumps out at me in this conversation is, is being able to live in that moment. And this moment, this period of time, this second, this exact moment is the most precious time that we're gonna have in this moment. See yesterday tomorrow they don't they don't even count they don't add up it only matters what we're going to do now and i had a i had so many incredible mentors that would tell me todd just take it one pitch at a time and i find myself whether it's my family whether it's my fitness my spirituality whether it's my business career it's it's just being 100% present in this moment and doing absolutely the best work that I possibly can do. But it started, that day started, that moment. See, those moments started with visualization, with being able to see myself really create a mental picture of me succeeding at the highest level. And then what comes along with that is the belief that nothing, and I mean nothing, is gonna stand in the way of achieving that mental picture. And you can apply that to every aspect of your life.
0: Amen to that, man. I think it's so, so key to visualize yourself having success because what happens is your, your, your subconscious mind starts to believe those truths about you. And, and it goes both ways. If you start to believe and tell yourself these negative things, like you said, listen to yourself less, talk to yourself more, man. I'm going to use that because... I mean, I've never even heard that, but I think it sounds like – it's just so affirming to me. Is like if we can just tell ourselves that we're good enough, if we can see ourselves succeeding, if we can put ourselves in positions yeah. to succeed on a more consistent basis, we're going to do better in every aspect of your life. And I think the visualization and meditation aspect of life, being able to calm the mind and and kind of be able to dissect those thoughts that are coming into your head on a daily basis. I mean, we have over 50,000 thoughts a day. It's just boom, 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 boom
1: crazy entrepreneurial
0: world, right? You're probably thinking about the pokey and the baseball and speaking and it just goes on. But to be able to, like you said, simplify it, get back to the present moment. Like where am I at right now? Who am I with? Um, Experiencing that moment, indulging in that moment I think is so huge for our lives and especially for our ability on the baseball field and whatever business venture we may be going into. So I love how you say the belief system and, and truly Believing in yourself because I believe identity is the key to success. If you know who you are, you can now impact other people through that. And I want to kind of ask you, man, how, like, what are the first steps to truly getting somebody to believe in that? Because you can go in and tell people to visualize, you can tell them you need to do your positive affirmations, gratitude journal, get in the word, yeah. whatever it is. And most yeah. people in this world are just going to be like, dude, whatever. You know, you do that, yeah. it's hard. But how do you yeah. make them? truly believe
1: in themselves that they can do this? So I call it the 180 degree mindset, right? So look, as we take on the day, or as we take on the moment, or whatever it is, um, and, and when you become truly the observer of your thoughts, you see, so many people think about it, so many people um, are, run, are walking around with a mask on. And what I mean by that is, is on the inside, there might be terror. On the inside, there might be fear. There might be devastation. But on the outside, they're pretending. And by the way, I'm not against that, but I'm just saying is when we become the real observer of how we think and what those thoughts are, every single time a negative thought jumps into your mind. And by the way, you, you, you talked about the amount of the, up to 50,000 thoughts a day or more. I mean, it's pretty crazy. Now, the chances are there's gonna be a big portion of those that are gonna be negative thoughts that we have to overcome. So every negative thought, I'll give you a simple tactic. Every negative thought that comes to your mind, just replace it with 180 degrees from the negativity and you'll end up in a positive thought and then go take action. Literally, literally, it's kind of like, I, I, I can remember Dave Duncan coming to the mound and, and first inning, 1996 playoffs against the San Diego Padres. And here I am in St. Louis. I got runners at first and second. I got one out in the first inning. It's a home game. I'm pitcher for the Cardinals. And up walking to the pa- uh, plate is the MVP candidate. His name is Ken Caminiti, <laughs> right? Hit 40-something bombs, bombs and, and drove in close to 150 runs that year. And here I am, and here he comes laboring up to the plate, and here comes Dave Duncan, runs out of the dugout, comes to the mound, he looks at me. He looks at me amongst, amongst all the chaos that is going on in a playoff atmosphere. He looks at me and he says, very calmly, he says, Todd, he says, he says, I want you to throw your best fastball down and away. And he looked at me, he says, you're only one pitch away. Ground ball double play and you're out of this and we're hitting. So, He took all of this crazy stuff that was going on. (laughs) He took this playoff environment, atmosphere, noisy stadium, runners at first and second, Kim Caminiti coming to the plate and said, hey, just make a great pitch down in the way. You're one pitch away from being out of this. I took that thought and said, okay, take action. So fastball down the way. Here I come, Caminiti. Hit it into a double play and boom, strike one. I I ended up striking him out. And what's crazy, I struck him out thinking I was one pitch away because it was I narrowed the game down to one pitch at a time. I struck him out. Wally Joyner comes up next, hits the ground ball to the second baseman. I'm out of the inning. Um, that one inning, that very first inning where the game could have got away from me, was narrowed down to a pitch because my mentor and my coach, my pitching coach, runs out there and reminds me, I'm just one pitch away from being out of this, and I got to tell you, you see, when you have that negative thought and you can do the hundred and eighty degree mindset, focus on something positive and then take an action, you won't believe the results that you can create.
0: Yeah, that's an, I mean that's an incredible story, man. Like the. It, Amongst all the chaos, like people throwing stuff at that time, they're probably throwing cans on the field. Who knows what's going on out on the ball field, but King Cavani, the dude hitting Jimmy Jacks all day long, <laughs> exactly. and he goes out there and simplifies, and I played for, for I believe, Dave's son, Shelly, and he was an awesome guy, man, and just fired me up, and I think something that's similar with them is what you just said, like being able to discern the thoughts and simplify the game. Like there's so much outside noise in our lives. There's so much outside chaos. And no matter what you're doing, but being able to discern that and simplify it to, hey, this is the task at hand. This is how I'm going to attack this hitter. This is how I'm going to attack this business plan. This is how I'm going to attack my my relationships and my lifestyle and be able to kind of just be aware of that, man. That's huge. Now, did it take a lot of these really good mentors to kind of – bring you on to this side of not only the game, the mental side of the game, but the mental side of life and prepare you for life? Or was it something that was kind of always in your blood from a young age?
1: Well, you know, it was, it was really, uh, you know, it was really a just a moment of reflection that I had. It was about three and a half, four years ago. Um, and, and, you know, I've always, I, I guess I've always, you know, going through the game, I had some incredible mentors and, and mindset coaches and how to overcome things. Because look, when you're a major league baseball player, um, it's gonna sound weird, but you better get really good with failing. Like you gotta get good with <laughs> it. And, and because if you don't, it'll destroy you and you won't be around long. Now I'm not saying you gotta accept it. I'm not saying you know any of that. I'm just saying you better get good with understanding of failure. And, and, and that's why I say to people all the time, go fail, go fail your brains out because if you'll go fail your brains out, you see what'll happen is that failure will become the teacher. And what the teacher is telling you based on the setback or failure, the teacher's telling you exactly what you need to do to get better. And that's, that's really, if you, wanna, if you wanna glorify failing, that's, that's what makes failing beautiful. Is because there's a teacher to the the teacher is the failure and and the teacher's telling you exactly what you need to do to get better. Listen, simplicity and you just you pounded on this and it's so true and it's true with every aspect of our life. Simplicity that that's mastery. You see, you can't you can't focus on a million different things and you can't master a million different things. I'll, I'll never forget 1992 because I've carried this lesson with me everywhere. And I coach people today on the very ass. I was struggling so bad in major league baseball. And I lost like four or five games in a row. I wasn't even getting, forget about getting through the fifth inning. I couldn't even get to the fifth inning. And I was getting knocked out of the box. I was giving up eight runs. I gave up 11 one time. And I mean, I was getting crushed. And I remember at the time, uh, I was in the American League with the Toronto Blue Jays. My dad was a pitching coach for the New York Mets in the National League, and I called my dad. And he's my most trusted advisor. And I said, "Dad, I said, I said I have a question for you. I said uh, I'm struggling, and I don't know what to do. And my father said, "I see you're struggling. I said, "Yeah, Dad. I said when I make good pitches, they're still fighting them off and getting hits, and when I make bad pitches, you know they're hitting balls over the over the wall, they're hitting balls in the gaps. And I said. I feel like every time I throw a pitch, I go back up third. And he says, well, son, he says, first of all, he says, I don't notice you making a whole lot of good pitches. And I was like, wow. <laughs> you see, when you call on your coach, and I teach people this all the time, a coach can see what you can't see when you're in the heat of battle. You see, and his perspective was different from my perspective. My perspective was, I was throwing some good pitches and giving up hits. He says, you're not throwing many good pitches. And I said, okay, fair enough. He says, but Todd, here's what he said to me. He says, if you'll do these three things, he says, you'll go from being so bad. He says, you'll go to dominating. I said, dominating. I go, dad, I just need to get through the fifth inning once. (laughs) He kind (laughs) of laughed. He says, no, I'm telling you, if you'll do these three things, which you can do, you'll dominate. Now, here's what was going on. My coach was believing in me when I lacked belief. This is the power of a coach. You see, he said then, he said, Todd, if you'll stay back in your delivery, if you'll finish strong, and you'll think down in the strike zone because you're pitching up in the zone way too much. He says, so he said, stay back, finish strong, think down. He says, if you'll do those three things and work on those three things in your bullpen between starts, he says, you'll dominate. And I was like, that's it. He goes, Todd, that's it. And I go, I can do that. He goes, of course you can do that. You see, I, I, I left that call with more belief than I had than when I entered the call. He said one other thing. He said, Todd, he says under the brim of your cap, here's what I want you to do. I want you to write the word KISS, K-I-S-S. He goes, you know what that stands for? I said, stands for KISS. He says it stands for Keep It Simple Stupid. He says, but do you know what Keep It Simple Stupid stands for? to you and I said what dad he said it stands for stay back finish strong think down he said so no matter what situation you're in a game if you start to get frustrated things start to go you know bad for you step off the mound look at your bill of your cap read the word kiss and knows and know what it stands for stay back finish strong think down I said great I got it pops my next game I threw a one hit shutout And I didn't give up the hit until the eighth inning with one out against the Chicago White Sox in Comiskey Park. I threw the best game of my life. See, I went from being so bad to doing exactly what he said. Now, I had no idea it was going to work that fast. And people, if you look at it, it it looks like someone that went from so bad to so good overnight. But it wasn't overnight. You see, I've been staying back, finishing strong finishing strong and thinking down. I'd done that tens of thousands of times when no one was watching. You see, my coach brought me back to simplicity of something I was capable of doing and then going and taking action. But when it leads from that, the power of a coach into mindset, you see, I was surrounded by people like my father and, 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 and a guy by the name of Harvey Dorfman who wrote the mental game of baseball. I had some incredible people always working on my mind to help me perform at the best. So since leaving the game, all I've done is try to deconstruct everything I've ever been a part of and say, how do we keep it simple? And how do we get better at everything that we do? And it's become, it's become a whole system. It's become a drive. It's become a passion. And I got to tell you, it's so much fun because every single day, it puts you in a place where you're learning something new every day.
0: Mm, I love that man. Constantly learning, constantly working on yourself, like personal development and helping other people, and you can hear it in your voice, Todd. Like when when you start to talk about this subject and talk about the power of the mind and the power of the human capability in general, you get amped, man. Like I'm ready to go. I'm ready to go into war. Yeah. Right now I'm ready to go back into the Bronx Bombers and start hitting with Judge, man. I'll go carve them up a little bit. But there you like, go. The thing is, is like people need to understand that this is so real, it's not fake. This isn't cha cha and like la la land. Like, no, this is real stuff that actually works. And until you actually take ownership of your accountability and, and of your own mind, your own life, then you will finally grow and you will finally see some results to the seeds that you've planted over time. And for you, you've been getting these seeds planted from the games, great. And I mean, yeah. when, I, when I think of a professional athlete now, before. It was so kind of monotone. It was like, all right, he's a pro, he's this or that. But now I think of it like this is the elite of the elite. Like these people know how their minds work for the most part. And they have these special systems that help them perform at their best on a day in and day out basis and what they do best. And I think like you being able to take this into the corporate world like there is a massive need out there as well as anywhere else in this world to really discover your true identity and your true self because you mentioned earlier the mask that we wear. And there's these social masks and there's these relationship masks and all these different masks that we're trying to hide everything that's going on in our lives rather than just facing it and addressing it head on. And you mentioned failure a lot and, and how much failure leads to growth. Now, how do you get somebody when you say you're working with a – a corporate company you're working with the ceo and his group management group and you're trying to get them to elevate their game elevate their leadership whatever it may be and you tell them guys look we got to take ownership of our failure like keep failing keep failing how do you get people to believe that failure is actually going to lead to success when we live in a society that is so instantaneous that we want the success right away
1: yeah well the first thing that i say all the time is Let's get focused on playing the long game. And, and you know, it was like, I, I, look, I had my dream and, and, you know, this is of course my opinion because it, it was my life. But you see, my dreams really started, think about it, back in Yankee Stadium, before I was even five years old, like I, I latched onto this dream. It took me 20 years from hanging around Yankee Stadium to finally play Major League Baseball. 20 years. Now, if, if I could talk people into playing the long game and giving up instant gratification, I mean, we would be so much better off. But, you know, when I think about failing, it's like if you take a look at failing and failing often, what does it really mean? The only way to fail is to take action. See, without action, there's no failure. See, but with action, there's going to come some successes and there's going to come some failures. There's going to come some setbacks. See, if we can stay in motion, see a body in motion, Newton's law stays in motion. We just got to stay in motion. I always say, get knocked down, dust yourself off, get back up, go take another step, get knocked down, find a way to get back up. Look, if you can find a way to just keep getting back up. But I always tell people, if you haven't been knocked down, you haven't tried hard enough. See, if you have never been knocked down and you've never had to dust yourself off, then you're probably not anywhere. You're not even close to reaching your potential. And to me, it's all about pursuing to be the best we can. It's not about pursuing to be perfect. (laughs) It's about pursuing to be the best we can be. We can be, I'll tell everyone I walk into a room. If I walk into an audience, I say, listen, my gift and, and my dream was Major League Baseball. That seed was buried in me. I don't know what seeds buried in you, but we need to figure it out because that seed is a gift. See, there's a championship seed that is placed inside of every human being that was ever born. We're one in 400 million. That's what we are. We're one in 400 million. If you're breathing, if you're listening to this, you're one in four hundred million. That means you're special. That means you have a gift, and not all gifts are the same. And you have a championship seed in you. Here's it. It kind of goes back to that question: Is this the best I can do? You see, there's a certain pursuit, and the greatest habit that you can ever that you can ever create for yourself is pursuing to be the best at what you do. See, because then it's gonna land you where you deserve to land. And by the way, if you're pursuing to be the best, you might not ever be the best. Listen, I wasn't ever the best major league pitcher. I just pursued being the best and it landed me where I was supposed to land. I mean, all I can tell you is thank God I didn't pursue just being average because I would have been out of the league fast. See, I had to raise my standards. See, I had to raise my sights. I said, you know what? Why not? Why put limits on ourselves, you see? Because we live, we live in a world where everything is possible. And if we live in a world where everything is possible, I always say is why not me? Why not you? Why not us? Why not we? Why not? And as long as we have the habit, the habit of pursuing. And speaking of habits, it's, a, it's an absolute way to automate your success. I mean, think about it. The simplicity, just, let's, let's, just break, let's just break and deconstruct one habit. It's called brushing your teeth. I mean, think about it. We don't think about brushing our teeth every day. We do it. You see, when we were young, certainly our parents probably gave us the breath test every night we went to bed and every morning before we went to school. But at some point, the breath test came to an end because brushing our teeth became a habit. Now at the time it became a habit, it has been automatic in our life ever since. And by the way, every habit is the same. Some take longer to accomplish, some behaviors take longer to accomplish into habits and some don't take as long. But the fact of the matter is whatever habits, whatever habits we've created, those habits in turn have created us. So if you wanna automate higher levels of success, go find out the few behaviors that you need to do and get those from the people who have a higher level of success and then do those behaviors day in and day out until they become habits and now you're performing at a higher level it's really that simple no (laughs) it's really that simple
0: no that's that's you like i'm a I'm very like picture oriented. So when you paint the picture in my head with that, just brushing your teeth, like we've done that ever since we were little kids. And now we don't even think twice. It's like, all right, brush my teeth, boom. But it's just like visualization in the morning. It's just like reading off some affirmations or reading the Bible or whatever your spiritual being is and, and getting Absolutely. into like whatever – like nature. I mean you're a huge proponent of nature, man. I love watching your LinkedIn page and everything that you're about, man. Just just the nuggets of wisdom that you can learn from other people. If you don't – like if you want to be somewhere, go model who you want to be like and who you want to go after. Yeah. You're already up in that area. If you want to be like Aaron Judge, yeah. like go model Aaron Judge, right? And you see yeah. the little habits. And you continually build these and you start to stack your positives and kind of build your foundation. And now you've got something to live on and govern your life. And just kind of the way you put it, man, of of being able to simplify things, just simplify it. Like, boom, if we can brush our teeth, we can visualize. If we can brush our teeth, we can get in. We can do whatever it needs to be and and build our belief system for success in whatever it is. It doesn't matter what you do. I think that's a a huge nugget, man, and just being able to pursue greatness. Like, never – Never be satisfied with where you are. I see it a lot with old friends, and it's kind of it's different to me, but I don't understand it all the time, but I'm starting to get a little better grasp of it. Of A lot of people who never really played sports and have never done anything competitive, I guess, in their life, um, nothing against any of them. There's a lot of successful ones out there, but sure. I think the sports teach you competition, teach you teamwork, teach you accountability, work ethic, all the above, and they've never really failed. I mean, it's always kind of been their hands been held through this and that, through school, through here, through here. And now you're kind of thrown to the wolves and now you don't have a foundation. You don't have any good positive habits built up and now you're almost like fighting to stay above the surface. But yeah I think one thing that we've been blessed enough to have here is just listening to these nuggets of wisdom and, and listening to to true habits that work for other people who are successful and who are doing things that others want to do and pursue in their life and always thinking bigger picture is so massive and it's so tough to do but I love how you you kind of paint that picture man I think it's just very visual for me it's very easy to understand and it's something that you can apply right to your life right now so anybody who's listening I mean that's that's a huge nugget of wisdom man um, I'm not going to take too much of your time Todd I know you got a busy schedule I want to be respectful of your time so we'll before we get into the last couple of questions here, man, where can these guys find you on social media?
1: Yeah, so the easiest way, if you go to toddofficial.com, that's my website. On my website, right there on the front page, uh, you can click on and go right to Twitter, LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook. Uh, I, you know, I would tell you that my favorite one to hang out on right now is is probably my Instagram account. Uh, that's todd.stodd. T-O-D-D, S-T-O-T-T. Uh, but if you go to toddofficial.com easy to find me there. Here's another thing too, is if you go to uh, you can also go download a 26 page and it's 100% for free. Uh, go, go download the 26 page success system. Now this success system was built on me having mentors and having coaches and champions all around me. So it's what I learned from them that I then put into my life. Um, I really, I I really, this success system is, is I wrote about it in the book, Relentless Success. And and then I, I brought it to a PDF format so that I can give it to people, walk people through it. And um, look, it's all about, if you want to raise your game, uh, it doesn't, you know, just go, go, go download the success system, start working through it. Uh, If you have questions, uh, feel free to hit me up on social media or you can email my website. We'll get back to you. I see every single email that comes into my website, by the way. Um, I have a team, but I see every response (laughs) and I see every email because my whole focus today is to serve the people and to not only inspire them because inspiring somebody last about twenty four hours. But if I can impact them, it can last a lifetime. So the impact part is the system, is it's tools, it's things I can help you with. I want to close if it's okay. Absolutely, man. Take it out. Yeah, take it on. I, I wanna get I want to give you something that I so believe in. It's become a philosophy in life. And it didn't happen overnight. I didn't think this way all the time. I promise you. By the way, to all the listeners, listen, I'm still failing. I don't have all the answers. Look, I'm still pursuing my, my greatness too. I'm, I'm still trying to become a better husband, a better father, a better brother, a better son. I'm trying to become a better business person. I'm trying to become more fit. I'm trying to be more health conscious. I'm trying to get more spiritual in my life. I'm trying to create a better lifestyle, something simple, <laughs> a simple lifestyle uh, I'm, I'm still focused on personal development and personal mastery. I'm focused on all of these things too. I don't want to come across as I got all the answers see and this is and, and it really leads to this philosophy and I call it the leg workout l e g I'm going to give you something I've never trained actually i've been I'm, I've been working over the last couple of weeks on how to train this, train it the right way, but I'm just going to give it to you. See, I believe your legs are your foundation, right? So we got to have strong legs. Well, if you think about that, if that's the foundation, I'm going to give you what I believe a philosophy for life, the leg workout. The L stands for learn. Every day we need to learn something. It can be small, it can be big. It doesn't have to be big. It can be something very small. But a day where you don't go through a day and you don't learn something, it wasn't even a day worth living. So every single day, at the end of the day, ask yourself is, what did I learn today? And when you start to think about, hey, every single day I gotta learn something, you start to create an awareness around yourself. You start to create this self-awareness. You start to see things you didn't see before. So I want you to first, to, to do the leg workout, you gotta learn something every single day. The E stands for exercise. Look, there's so much science around doing 15 to 30 minutes of cardiovascular exercise every single day. And not number one, you get more fit, but look, there is science and studies out there that says if you'll do 15 to 30 minutes a day, that, that could be walking, it could be hiking, it could be biking, it could be running, it could be swimming, it could be doing anything. Listen, it could be just simple walks, but 15 to 30 minutes a day, the science says that it'll help uh, it'll help your body, you know, uh, by it, it'll decrease the chance of something fatality you attacking your body by almost 50%. Aren't you worth it? So that's e, the E stands for exercise, and the G and leg is every single night. Just close your night out with writing five simple things you're grateful for that day. You can't believe how that'll take. And get rid of the anxiety. It'll get rid of the stress. It'll get you ready for a great night of sleep. So it's learn something every day, it's exercise every single day, and it's be grateful every single day. It's a philosophy that I'm buying into. I can't wait to train it and give it away to people around the world. Uh, you're hearing it here first. Hey, look, I, I hope you'll take it serious. Um, and then at the end of the day, you know, I got so many different things. Um, that you can get into and and you're gonna find them in the success system. I got Sunday game sheets. I got work, uh, weekly measurement systems. And just to give you one quick example of the Sunday game sheet is, is I do part of the leg workout in that is I reflect and I ask myself four questions. What do I need to do more of? Question number one. What do I need to do less of? Question number two. What did I learn? Question number three. And question number four is what am I grateful for? If you closed every day with those four questions, you can't miss. You just can't miss. What do I need to do more of? What do I need to do less of? What did I learn? What am I grateful for? It'll keep you pursuing what you should be pursuing to become the absolute champion that you were born to become. Austin, this has been a pleasure.
0: Todd, man, you absolutely crushed it. I think everything you said here, like for me, Thinking of your own leg exercise. I just learned the leg exercise. And that's something that I can now kind of apply to my own life first and start to evaluate myself because having a nighttime routine, having a just learning every single day and being aware of what you actually learn. It's one thing to go through it and actually listen to that stuff and you know, whatever you do, listen to your cool podcast, read a book, but to actually debrief and debunk it and learn. Something out of that is huge, man. So thanks for, thanks for coming on the show, man. I really appreciate you being on here. It's a pleasure having you on. Everything that you said is so instrumental to everybody's life in this world. Everybody that's listening to this is going to take something very valuable out of this. And I think we impact a lot of people just being able to get this in some ears, get this in front of some people and, and let them learn from somebody who's going through this consistently and is still evolving as a human being and has had a lot of success and won World Series champions and been the best of the best, playing with the greats in Yankee Stadium and opening up businesses, doing anything that other people and a lot of people listening to this are dreaming of doing. And
1: you're still learning. You're still working on yourself. So Todd, man, I really appreciate you. Super grateful for you, man.